Because let's face it, none of us get to retire anymore anyway. But let me keep my money. Because guess what? You're no better at saving my money than I was. <laughs> right? You're actually worse. We have an economy that does nothing. And this is everywhere. Japan's economy doing nothing. The Eurozone, all, they're doing nothing. Our economy, nothing. Everybody's working so hard just to stay where they were at, and they're losing. No, I have no idea. I actually still, I'm just, I think Le Pen's going to win. Why do I think that? Because I think more people than not have had enough. And really for them, for the French, it's very simple. The guy uh, that, that she's running against wants to stay in the Eurozone status quo. Right? Status quo. He wants to tax cuts, but let's stay in the Eurozone. Everything's fine. And, and let's not change. Against Le Pen, who, uh, hey, let's get out of the Eurozone. This is bad for France. Right? Of course it was bad. Right? They all want to do the same thing. Right? Everybody wants to devalue. Just ask Donald Trump. He'll tell you the dollar's too strong. The dollar got pulverized today, down to 99. Uh, and, and, of course, immigration. Right, she's another one. She wants to close the French borders. Uh, very similar. You know, we saw it play out in, in Europe or, or in England, right? We saw it play out in the U.K. We saw it play out here. Matter of fact, really in France, none of the establishment candidates won. Right? They finished third and fourth, fifth. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess they're, they're the one thing. This guy, the guy that uh, Le Pen is running against, he's uh, never held any type of political office. So I guess him and, you know, they're trying to say that he's a Trump-like candidate, but yet Le Pen is more like Trump. But neither here nor there. I had no idea how important this was. Well, I guess that's not true. I, I kind of did. If, if France left the Eurozone, that would probably be the end of the year. And listen, that's going to happen. And we're all going to see it. Because it's not going to go much longer. And you start thinking about whether whether or not it's this election, right? Whoever wins it in France this time around, it's coming. Right? You can feel it everywhere. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. It's so interesting to to see everything here today. The, I guess, if nothing else, the great distraction. Think about the week we've got. We have the budget shutdown, right? So right now, we, we're sitting there, and... They, they have a temporary extension in place that expires on Friday. And after Friday, the government would shut down. They would, uh, any non-essential government employees would be out of work, which kind of really bodes the question of if they're non-essential, should we have them to begin with? I mean, 
you want to start saving some money, that's a great place to start. Right? I mean, wouldn't it be great if the government only did essential things? Uh, but, <laughs> but I don't know, you know, call me crazy. I mean, that sounds like common sense to me. If they were non-essential and we really could do without them, should we have them at all? What's the states handle it? I know, novel idea. But Trump is insisting that they have to fund the wall. Right? And, 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 you know, we laugh about the fact that they're saying the wall's only going to cost, in the, you know, 15 to, to $30 billion. And I'm thinking, well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we go five, six, seven hundred billion dollars in debt a year. And that's the fake number. I mean the real number, let's say it's a real number, we go a trillion dollars in debt every year. What's another, you know, twenty billion? But uh Chuck Schumer was out today. You know, he was the one that was, you know, crying. And he said the Democrats are ready to make a deal. As long as Trump drops the border wall. So we'll have to wait and see on on, on whether he does or doesn't. Uh, but that that is Friday. Wednesday, Trump says they're going to release their tax plan. We'll have to see what the, I'm, I'm, I'm. I have no idea what's going to be in it. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if that actually happens or not. And and then the. You know, obviously, China, I don't know if you saw it, China now has kind of backed off the support of North Korea, or of Trump with North Korea and has kind of said, hey, let's all, you know, let's all just relax a little bit and we'll have to kind of see where they're, where they're going to, I guess, shake out on the whole, are they going to support us in helping us with North Korea or not? Uh, too early to tell, but but you could just see the change from the the Chinese this morning, and and you know I don't know. There's a lot of stuff happening, and whether or not there we're going to avoid a government shutdown, can we get a budget? I mean, here we are. You know, you think about it. 2017 started in October. Fiscal year 20 for the government, you know. I mean, it's already the end of April. And they're still, oh, we need to we need to come up with a budget. I mean, the year's pretty much over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. It, it's nonsense. It, it, but this is this is this is it. This is the new world that we live. Nobody's happy with anything. Right, there, there was protest all over France today. You know, you're not seeing that in the news, right? You're seeing, the, oh, yay, our guy's going to win. <laughs> and 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 I started thinking about when did it get this way? It has slowly been what? Been a slow, gradual fleecing. Because this is what has everybody. You know, you, did you see the latest with the airline? Right, the the flight attendant this time it was American Airlines. Right, we've all been on the plane. We know. Right, the overhead compartment. Nobody wants to check their bags. <laughs> Why? Because they lose stuff. Right, and we're all in a hurry. 
And you know what happens when it gets towards the end. They tell you, leave all your strollers, right? They don't want the strollers on the plane. They, you know, the, the people getting on last got to leave their luggage there. And, and obviously the over-aggressive flight attendant uh, yanking that stroller and, you know, challenging people to fist fight. Listen, we're like, it's like cattle out there. And it's everywhere. And and you see it, like, so people today, right, they're still protesting Trump. I mean, still. You know, it was, uh, I guess it was Earth Day this weekend. And you see all these people marching around, and they don't even know what they're marching about. And And I just, people are just angry. And everybody's angry. The left is angry. The right is angry. Everybody in the middle is angry. And this is, you know, and I got to, you know, I think the biggest reason for it right, is everybody's stressed out. Right? You think about, you know, back, I remember when I grew up, every summer, you took the family vacation. You just did. Everybody did. At least, and it, listen, I say, I don't know. I mean, I was a kid, right? The people in my, that's what you did, right? We'd go out and, and you drove, right? You got in the family station wagon, right? And you, and you drove somewhere, right? You drove to Hershey Park. We drove to different cities and watched baseball games. We did it every summer. Right, and the parents, you, you know how it was. <laughs> you just didn't want to be with the one in backhand range, you know, as mom and dad swung the backhand from the front seat. You know, and they'd make the threat, don't, don't make me pull this car over. <laughs> oh, I remember, I always, we, were, we had a station wagon. And I think about, you know, no one has a station wagon anymore. It's really too bad. Some of my my best memories were in the back of that station wagon. And we were, you know, you you played the license plate game. It just seemed like it was a simpler time, didn't it? And and now everybody, right? You don't get a week's vacation anymore. I mean, some people do, but the vast majority of people don't. Right? You got to take. Well, it's a three day weekend, and I'm going to take Friday off. And add an extra day and call that a vacation and I'm going to, you know, take a quick flight here or a quick flight there and everybody's in a bad mood. You know, people, Eric would talk about how they used to get dressed up to go on the plane. And it was a big deal. And and now, I mean, let's face it, everybody's in their sweatpants, right, and want to be comfortable and, and you're packed in there. Really like cattle going to the slaughterhouse, but something much bigger is is playing out, and and you just you just kind of feel it. And I remember uh, Ron Paul when he gave the speech about revolution is coming, and it you, you see it, 
you feel it right people are are getting ready to what go off the deep end if their guy doesn't win or their gale doesn't win and and there's this huge divide and and I've been trying to tell you this is everywhere and we're seeing it now in France right we saw it in England we we, we see it here and everything is a mess right and now the USA Today is writing articles about how who knew your 401k depended upon this outcome. And I don't, you know, let's face it, the outcome is to be decided in a couple weeks. They said that the Dow could also, you know, the Dow could go flying like it did. Or they said that it could be roiled into the markets. The four leading candidates were within a few percentage points. And like I said, the two the two outsiders are the ones going to, into the finals. And we watch all of this stuff play out, and we hear them continually try to tell us how great things are. Right? GDP... Is going to be out, I think, this week. But most people are now expecting less than 1%. And let's face it, this was kind of a, allegedly a good quarter. By the way, I don't know if you saw, if you go out to our website today, uh, I didn't tweet it out today because it's, I don't know, it's, it's Sears again. I, now they're closing uh, 52 automotive centers. Uh, 92 pharmacies and I saw where we are going to close more retail stores this year than any year in the history if you think about it, we've had I mean more than than when the great recession hit and and you know, you start thinking about all of these shopping malls, and, and, and it seems to be growing like the snowball effect, kind of like the housing market and all that was, where all of a sudden, you know, and I told you, uh, and I didn't know this, apparently there's three grades for shopping malls. There's A malls, B malls, and C malls. And they're they're grouped about a third, a third, and a third. <laughs> right? All the C malls are kind of now marked for death. And it's starting to to roll into the B malls, and pretty soon. Well, let's face it. We probably do need to get rid of about what about half of all the retail. I mean, you looked at, and Eric used to talk about it all the time. How every freeway, every exit, is the same, right? Every exit is the exact same. They got the same stores exit after exit after exit and and now you're starting to see that you know well let's face it this is stuff that really should have started closing down in 01 they're saying that it's being projected that more than 8,000 retail stores will close in 2017 8,000 that will surpass the previous peak of 6,163 in 2008. That's a lot. That's like, that's a third more stores. 
the number of retails that have filed bankruptcy this year have already taken out all the bankruptcies filed last year. It's only April. So far, there is 49 million square feet of retail space that is closed in the United States in the first four months of 20. Well, and I don't even know if that Sears number is in it. They say that they they believe that 147 million square feet will shut down before the end of the year, taking out the record of 115 million in 2001. Then you start thinking about, well, why are people upset? This is why. They don't have any money. And then the money that they do have doesn't go that far. And they keep wanting us to vote for their guy, and they keep trying to make it appear like their guy's going to win. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I really don't know how it all plays out, but I do know this. Apparently, according to the USA Today, if Le Pen wins, that's the end of the Euro. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The average American consumes about 3,400 milligrams of sodium each day, which is nearly 50% more than the suggested amount. Studies show that nearly one-third of all sodium ingested by Americans is from restaurant food. Surveys conducted in New York City and Philadelphia estimate that the salt content in fast food meals served in those cities increased by 23 percent between 1997 and 2010. Enough, said New York City regulators in 2015. They enacted a law requiring chain restaurants to put a salt shaker symbol next to any item on the menu that contains more than the recommended daily intake of sodium. Local New York City restaurants that are not a part of a chain are not required to comply. This is big brotherism to many, and the National Restaurant Association promptly sued to block enforcement of this law. The association pointed out that the law was irrational for singling out large fast food chains for being burdened by this regulation, while exempting smaller one-of-a-kind restaurants for which New York City is famous. But the lawsuit failed at the trial court level and failed again on appeal. Declaring salt to be a significant health hazard when consumed in excess the unanimous five-judge panel of the appellate court sided with the New York City Board of Health. The court ruled that the board acted legally, constitutionally, and well within its authority in adopting this limited yet salutary rule. This new rule is costly, as most regulations are, and that drives up the price of meals. There's nothing beneficial about that. And it is controversial whether most Americans are even adversely affected by an increased consumption of sodium. But all Americans are harmed by the higher costs imposed by Big Brother regulations. The appellate state court in New York justified its ruling by pointing out that the board has already imposed many similar regulations. For example, they restrict the use of artificial trans fats and they force chain restaurants to post the calorie contents of menu items. Adding a little salt to numerous existing regulations was just fine for the unanimous appellate panel, but it's just one more burden that makes it so difficult for businesses to survive. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At PSEagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Page of the Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You know, really, it's incredible all the things that are happening, and we're seeing it play out over and over and over and over. You know, I go back to, to thinking about what happened in, Cyprus, what happened in Greece, what's happening now, like in India, you know, and they're they're just going after your hard-earned money, and people are feeling it. They're starting to get it, and and you start to think about all of the all of the things that are have happened since they quote-unquote fixed it. You know, you, you think about Dodd-Frank, right? That was the <laughs> that was the fix, allegedly, right? Not, not that they're too big to fail and we made them smaller. No, they're too big to fail and we made them bigger. And we could just regulate it. Now uh, the Trump administration's trying to get rid of it again. And quite honestly, let's face it, rightfully so, it should go away. Right after we break them all up again. Right? I mean, simple. Because and the reason is, right, the, the reason really is obviously a very simple reason. They got so big that they took away how free markets and capitalism works. They destroyed the model. Right, and, and how can we ever trust again? Because you know what? Listen, if I went out of business, they're not bailing me out. You go out, they're not bailing you out. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your employees. They don't. Right? They'll take away your house. They'll take away your car. Right? They'll, they'll well, they won't take away. <laughs> They won't take away your student debt, but they'll take away everything else. But when it comes to their little babies, right, their their Wall Street buddies, right, they don't want to do it. And the realities are is now we're faced with what? We played their game. It just didn't work. I mean, think about it. The Dow's at 20000 And the debt's at $20 trillion. Right? You go back to 1971, the debt was $400 billion. <laughs> and most of that was from World War II. It was $400 billion. So they built this great society on a huge debt bubble. It's massive. 
right? We see it bursting now in the retail bubble, right? And they're trying to pretend like that isn't going to matter. We know better. We know better. All of these commercial loans are going bust. All the banks got to increase their loan losses. And, you, you know, you start thinking about we're in the same trouble in again. Because, really, how did they fix it? They fixed it by papering over it. Why do you think they don't want the Le Pen Gale to win? Because they... <laughs> It exposes what's not fixed. And so and I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm watching all of this play. And I, like I said, I, have, I don't know anything about France. I've never been there. I mean, I know they're about as broke as we are. I know their economy, their GDP is doing exactly what ours is doing, nothing. And then you start trying to, to to understand why it would be, why are they they pushing this other candidate, and why, why are they reacting so strongly to this candidate, the one that wants to stay in versus getting out? I mean, France isn't a huge economy. I mean, I don't even know if it's even in the top ten. If it is, it's near the bottom of the top ten. Right, you know what? In between the break, I'll, I'll try to figure out uh, where France fits as far as economy. But they're not a huge player in the world economy. I mean the the uh, the total GDP of France is not even the size of California. There you go. It's worth. Uh, Two point four trillion compared to you know what what are we eighteen trillion? But what is it that makes it so important? And this is the part that scares me. But this is the part that worries me. Are we down to what if a couple of people here or there don't the right person doesn't get elected? We 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 get to. Uh, they get exposed again and what what is going to be exposed right what what system ceases to function when these people win and more and more of them are winning and the only thing that really makes any sense really when you think about it is it's going to what? <laughs> going to expose all of the paper covering, you know, the the paper cover-ups that they allegedly saved the banks, right? And they saved the world's economies, and they and really all as they did is papered over. Look at the re- retail is a great example. You know how many of these retailers should have went under in two thousand eight? Probably. All of the ones that have shut down this year probably should have been out then. But they brought interest rates down to zero. They let them borrow hundreds of billions of more dollars. Right? And they pretended that they saved them. Do you really think they've saved Wall Street? Really? 
I mean, every single bank was going to be under. We found out. We had no idea what what all of these dark pools really meant. Right? None, none of us know what's really on the balance sheets. Either we found out the banks don't even know what's really on their balance sheet. Right? They created these securitization products in the late 1990s, the last gift of Alan Greenspan. Right? That were supposed to make all of this stuff ultra safe and it could never fail ever again. Of course, we learned that that wasn't true. And now, are we on the precipice of it actually coming back again? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Maybe this will add some perspective. France is seventh in GDP, and that's in dollars. So, really. On a consumption basis, we don't. Uh, I don't have that answer, right? They say, like, here's an example. Here's how they listed, and this is on Wikipedia. We're number one, nineteen trillion dollars. China's number two, that just eleven point eight. So let's call it twelve trillion. Now, according to stuff, the Chinese actually have might use more stuff, but because you know the. <laughs> Their central bank hasn't been as active as our central bank. <laughs> they, they 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 have a little less G, GDP in dollars than we do. Japan is third, and they're under five trillion now, so four point eight trillion. Then Germany, and the UK, then India, then France who, by the way, is trying to hold off Brazil and, you know, give it another, probably by 2020, France will be down to probably eight. But they're seventh right now with a $2.4 trillion economy. Now, if let, let's just say Le Pen had dominated Sunday and she was going to win the election, which obviously she absolutely still can because it's really close. It's not like France ceases to do any business. I mean, how much economic growth would it really cost them? A hundred billion dollars? What is it that would be so traumatic that your 401ks are going to depend on the right person winning in France. What, is all of a sudden half of France going to stop producing anything? People are not going to pay their mortgages and go out and buy stuff and buy their, their wines and their cheeses? I mean, think about, you know, between the United States and, and China, right, 20, 30, what, $37 trillion, right, and France is a couple trillion, and, I mean, total GDP, what, 
what is going to happen? When is it that is going to be exposed? It's not like all of a sudden everybody in France is going to stop paying their bills. So it has to be something else. What is it? What is behind all of the the uh, the eurozone holdings? What is it? Right? What what dark pool of money is all of a sudden going to have to show its true value? How how much are these books really understated? You know, remember you had Jamie Dimon come out a few weeks ago and tell you, "Oh no, bank, we're great now. We're we're past. Everything's wonderful. No one has to worry about it again." Of course, that was his way of saying, "Hey, let's get rid of all of the regulations. Let us go. You know, we've learned our lesson." I mean, I didn't get fired. None of my buddies got fired. <laughs> I didn't lose my house. It's all fine now. And so you start to really, I mean, at least for me, no one else is asking that question. What is so scary about a country deciding, you know what? Eh, I think we want our our sovereignty back. I don't like the majority rules game anymore. Right, which is what the EU really is, right? And of course, you think about who's the biggest benefit of the EU, Germany. Right, if the EU ceased to exist, if the euro ceased to exist, they would have to go back to the the Deutschmark, right, which would be way more valuable than what it is in the current euro system. And I guess, you know, when you start thinking about who the winners and who the losers are, the losers are always the same. Right? The losers are us. We lose. How did we get to the point that an election at France could devastate our 401k? I mean, at least according to the USA Today. And, and then you start really looking at it, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, they're in the top ten, but... I mean, most of the top, I mean, once you get past us in China, no one's really that big anymore anyway. Matter of fact, I mean, Japan's at $4.8 trillion, Germany's fourth. They're all the way down at $3.5 trillion. So when you really look at it, how much stuff are they really hiding? How much of this is... is and how many trillions of dollars is it? And this is why, you know, when you sit there and you think about why we need to audit the central bank, why we, you know, at least in this country, we should be, I mean, auditing the Federal Reserve should be an automatic. What are you guys doing? No, you don't get to operate without impunity. I mean, you've already robbed all of us. They don't call it robbery. <laughs> well, some of it they call inflation. The rest of it they tell us it's good for us. I mean, no, right? No, no one getting any interest on their bank account. That's actually a good thing. See, because now 
instead of leaving it in the bank, you're going to spend it. See, that's really what we wanted all along. Nobody liked anybody that saves any money. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Monday. Final segment on a Monday. Uh, quick look at the markets. Gold's down 12. And if you actually go to our side, I think it says down 8, but neither of the prices same. $1,275. Uh, so it really hasn't gone too far either way. We actually we had a very technically uh, profit-taking and probably nothing more. I don't know that the French election really had a whole lot to do with it. It was a reason to sell. You know, gold's been on a run. Uh, almost got to 1300 Got a, stopped a little short of that, uh, and we'll wait for the next catalyst to get there. It did. The gold went all the way back to 1265 a very technical level, as a lot of you will know, as gold's been running this year. Uh, 1265 we couldn't get over that point. Right? We could never. We'd get up to there. we get to, you know, 1250 1260 got to 1265 in our day a few times, and, and then gold would sell back off, and then finally we got through it. Uh, now that is serving as the resistance level. Uh, once it hit that, bounced back off of it, uh, $1,275, and there's a lot of things that uh, obviously could spike it. I think the biggest thing we'll have to wait for is where do we stand with the budget and with the budget showdown, and then what Trump has to say about tax cuts. Silver's actually up a little bit today. It's up a couple of cents, uh, 1787. I really like silver under $18. Uh, and by the way, silver, 1854, 1855, that's a big number. Silver needs to get above that and stay above that uh, for it to take the next step in its rally. Uh, gold or uh, the Dow is up 200 points. 200 points because maybe we can get away with more lying, cheating, and stealing. Uh, the S&P's up 20. The Nasdaq's up 60 points. Uh, we did have a couple of pieces of economic data out today. Neither of them were very good. Chicago and Dallas uh, manufacturing activity uh, both significantly lower. And when you start to think about it, it makes sense, right? We've got home prices at all-time highs. Yet less Americans own homes today than we did 50 years ago. Right? We have car sales, which, well, they hit all-time highs last year. Now they're falling this year. And, of course, defaults are up. We, we see subprime auto loans now struggling. Used car sales had the largest used car prices, the biggest drop in almost a decade last month. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that. And then, of course, the biggest news is a record number of retail store closures, and you kind of are left scratching your head. How's it all being held together? Duct tape and bubble gum. The other one, I will say this, the other piece was a soft data piece, uh, which the Federal Reserve said and the Labor Department said that employers, started to report a reluctance to hire workers in March. I don't know uh, what that's going to bode, but they're, they're, they've kind of gotten to this point where we've run out of the hope part and we need to see some action. So we'll have to wait to what Donald Trump has to say on Wednesday. I think Wednesday's going to be a big day. 
uh, and if they release the tax cut proposals, if they don't, I think the market will sell off. And then, of course, we'll have to wait for the government shutdown on Friday. As I said on Friday, well, we're going to take a few days off this week. Uh, unless something big happens, tomorrow will be one of those. Uh, but if there's if there's something big going on, we'll be here to get you through it. Uh, make sure you call... Take the time. Put some more away. 800-951-0592. Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you.